Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it! Breaking away, Garrett Wilson! Wilson, a big play downfield! Allen, tripped up! He could not get past Jermaine Johnson! Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall! He's done it again! Brees Lightning! 62 yards for the touchdown! And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams! What a beast! Number 95 for the Jets! Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we've got breaking news. The Jets have released their initial 53-man roster. There's going to be some tinkering with it in the coming days, but for now, we know what the initial roster looks like. So to break it down, we've got our friend who is the editor over at JetNation.com, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Glenn, what's up, brother? Plenty uh, this time of year, Scott, isn't there? I mean, going through this roster, we we kind of go through these steps throughout the offseason, and we have these benchmarks where certain days hit, and the season the season's arrival feels that much more imminent, and today's one of those days. It's like, yeah, there'll be a couple of changes over the next 48 hours or so, but the 53-man roster is assembled. It sure is. There were some surprises, nothing too crazy, but definitely some things that were a minor shock to the system. Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson are your two quarterbacks. I thought the Jets might keep Tim Boyle because of this new rule, but the new rule was a little confusing. Basically, what it says is that you can have a third quarterback on the game day roster without it costing you a roster spot, but... He has to be on the 53-man roster in order to be eligible to be on the game day roster without costing you against the 46. So in other words, in order to have that third quarterback, you've got to have three quarterbacks on your 53-man. Now, this could change. The Jets might bring back Tim Boyle after the dust settles. Maybe they look around at the roster, decide they don't need a certain player, and they bring back Boyle. Maybe Boyle's on the practice squad, but you can't elevate a guy from the practice squad as far as this rule goes. That's a separate issue. So if you want that third emergency quarterback without it costing you a game day roster spot, you would have to have him on the 53. Maybe the Jets wait until week one to sign a veteran. Colt McCoy is out there right now. So maybe somebody like that, because then they wouldn't have to guarantee him a salary and they could put him on the 53 and then he wouldn't count against the 46. 
we'll see what ends up happening. But for now, it's Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. I was surprised all along that the Jets seemed to be planning on Zach Wilson being the backup quarterback. Glenn, we talked about this. I just feel like it's best to redshirt Wilson and have a veteran ready to step in for a couple of games if something happens to Rodgers. But the Jets appear to be pleased enough with Wilson's progress that they're going to stick him in that backup spot unless something happens that's unexpected. Like I said, bringing in a veteran quarterback late in the game, which could happen. Remember, the Jets did that a couple of years ago with Joe Flacco. They swore up and down that they were happy with Mike White as the backup, and then they went out and got Joe Flacco after the season had started. So maybe something like that happens. But for now, Rodgers the starter, Wilson the backup. Yeah, and it's, you know, I think we, uh, or you and I discussed it a few times, and I know a lot of people were kind of torn on what you do at the quarterback position. Do you keep Boyle around? I kind of felt like he's a guy that the Jets probably like, but there's not a ton of interest in him around the league. I don't think he'll get snatched up if they expose him for a little bit, if they put him on the practice squad. But to your point, you know, because that was sort of my expectation, but as, as we discussed, if they want to use him as that third, as that emergency quarterback, he has to be on the 53-man roster. So you have to expect, you know, over the coming days, there will be some moves made um, with a few different guys to open up some spots. And does Boyle come back? I think the Jets obviously felt comfortable enough um, that he wouldn't get picked up, that they were able to not retain him for now, but may go back and grab him, you know, before before the uh, the start of the season. And, and maybe it's another veteran. Maybe there's another quarterback that shakes loose. Um the Patriots surprisingly let go of Bailey Zappi, who honestly I was a fan of his game at Western Kentucky, and I thought he'd hang around for a while with New England. So th- there might be names out there. He's probably not a guy they'll go after. They'll probably look for a more veteran player, but I would expect it to be Boyle, to be honest. Running back, the Jets keep Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, Michael Carter, Israel Labanacanda. No big surprise here. We figured it would be Bam Knight who would be the odd man out. Brees Hall, obviously, is the number one running back when he's healthy. They brought in Dalvin Cook for a reason. Israel Banacanda was just drafted in the fifth round. So those three guys were never going anywhere. Michael Carter and Bam Knight were the two guys that it appeared were going to be battling it out for that final spot. And Carter, I think, ends up getting it because, A, he did better in the preseason games. But more importantly, I think his skill set is just a better fit for what the Jets are looking to do and a better complement to Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Carter, better in the passing game than Bam Knight. Carter, also somebody who's a better fit in the scheme than Bam Knight. Bam Knight, more that one-cut runner, sort of along the lines of what you would get out of Dalvin Cook. Carter offers you something different, so that's why they went in that direction. No Nick Bauden. Mildly surprising because we thought they were going to carry him as a fullback. It looks like they still probably will. This is some roster gymnastics, and it looks like the Jets are going to bring back Nick Bauden in a couple of days. There's another player that was surprising that got released who it looks like the Jets are going to bring back in short order as well. We'll get to that a little bit later, but nothing too surprising here. Hall, Cook, Carter, and Abanacanda. Glenn, I think we both knew Carter was going to be that fourth running back when they sat him out of that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. It just felt like at that point the decision was all but made and Carter was going to be the final addition at running back. Yeah, I projected him as the uh, the, the winner of that battle, but I, I think Bam Knight I think Bam Knight does a better job catching the ball out of the backfield than he gets credit for. But to your point, he he probably doesn't complement the 
the group of backs as well as Carter does. He's a little bit different. Um, but I, I think that there, you know, I, I had this argument with a, with a couple of people. I think that to say Carter won is fine, but to say that it, he was the clear cut guy and you know he's 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 a far better option than Knight. I mean, Knight can return kicks. Knight can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I feel like Knight's a better pass blocker. Uh, you know, that's that's unlikely to ever be a primary, the number one reason you keep a guy. But there are some things that Knight does as good as or, or better than Carter. But Carter's a good player. You know, I said a couple months ago that, and it, it maybe not quite that long, a month or so ago, that I was I went back to watch some old North Carolina film um, to watch a little bit more Chaz Surratt, who I really liked. And, and in that game, Michael Carter, was he was playing really well. And I thought to myself, I feel like this guy off of one bad year, a lot of us have forgotten he's a pretty damn good player. Um, and at that point, it was like maybe it's time to mentally hit the reset button and remember this guy can play football. Um, now, will there be durability questions? Can he hang, you know, can he stay healthy? Obviously, he stayed on the field last year, but he was hurt for a lot of it. So there are some questions, but he's a good player. And I think you could have made a valid case for either guy. I think you could say Knight's the better pass protector, the better return man, can catch the ball well enough out of the backfield. Obviously, the Jets preferred Carter. Being a draft pick never hurts. But um, listen, two solid players, and I think Knight will catch on somewhere. I think the fact that the Jets kept another player who they believe can answer their return issues ended up hurting Bam Knight in the end because maybe if they planned to use Knight in the return game, things would have been different. The guy I'm talking about is Xavier Gibson, the undrafted free agent. He sticks, as does Jason Brownlee. Both guys very different. Brownlee more like Corey Davis in terms of size and physical ability and all of that. Xavier Gibson, a smaller guy, quick, can do returns. Somebody on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was or I give them credit, mentioned that Xavier Gibson might be able to fill that Braxton Berrios role, that return man who can do some jet sweeps and some trick plays. That's more or less what Berrios' value is. If you can get Gibson to fill that role as the fifth or sixth receiver, on an undrafted rookie free agent deal, that's pretty solid. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Michael Hardman, none of that is surprising. I think if Gibson ultimately sticks all the way through game day, which it appears he will, then he probably does the returns and the Jets will keep McCall Hardman out of that so that they don't risk getting him hurt in the return game. Irv Charles is the surprise here. Irvin Charles sticks as the seventh receiver. I still don't think the Jets are going to carry seven receivers ultimately. I think when the dust settles, Irvin Charles will probably wind up on the practice squad. I think Malik Taylor might as well. Malik Taylor, the guy that caught that long pass from Zach Wilson in the Jets' first preseason game of 2023. For now, the Jets have seven I think it'll get trimmed to six, and Gibson and Brownlee look like they're both probably going to stay, but you never know what could happen in terms of a possible trade for a veteran or if a wide receiver unexpectedly shakes free that the Jets like either a veteran or somebody who is a recent draft pick that maybe they had their eye on. For now, though, it's Wilson, Lazard, Cobb, Hardman, Gibson, Brownlee, and Charles. Yeah, I think uh, I think Charles was the biggest surprise. I loved carrying uh, a lot of receivers. I didn't think seven was a possibility, although that's kind of what I wanted. Um, I still don't think it'll stay that way. I just feel like in today's game, receiver has become not just such a big part of the game, but such an expensive part of the game that I, I, 
I feel like you got to have a couple of guys on your roster who you're actively working in and actively developing, um, who are getting some actual live reps on game day. That's what this allows them to do. You know, I've spoken many times, you know, how much I liked Brownlee. I thought Gibson was a guy who was hard to get a look at after he was picked up as a UDFA because he went to such a small school. You saw his explosion jump out on film I like that they're keeping some young guys who they can bring along and who you know have different skill sets you know Brownlee the sort of bigger stronger more physical guy who'll play on the outside and then Gibson who gives you something in the return game and in the slot so some really good names on there Irv Charles I was he was probably the most surprising guy to me I kind of view him and this is just you know me guessing I would imagine he's the 53rd guy on the roster right now as in if if they see a name come over the wire that they like Irv Charles I would guess is the first guy to go because that would still leave them with six receivers um the really interesting part of that Scott I don't know how many teams can say this but right now the Jets have four receivers on their roster who were undrafted of course and uh Brownlee Gibson Charles and uh, and of course Alan Lazard out of Iowa State. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? It's crazy, right? Good thing that's over though. The NFL's here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't miss offer for Week One. This week, new customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use the promo code PLAJ to sign up. New customers can take home 200 bucks in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code PLAJ only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, cdkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Tight ends, Tyler Conklin, CJ Ozama, Jeremy Ruckert, Kenny Yaboa. There was some question whether it would be Yaboa or Zach Kuntz, the seventh-round pick of Old Dominion, as the fourth tight end. Yaboa clearly outplayed Kuntz both in training camp and in the preseason, but the question was would the Jets want to keep their recent draft pick as opposed to the undrafted Yaboa? They decided to go with Yaboa. I do think the Jets will try to bring back Zach Kuntz on the practice squad. Conklin will probably be the top tight end. I think we'll see more from Jeremy Ruckert this year. We know what Ozama brings to the table. And then Yaboa is that fourth guy. 
And we talked about this, Glenn. I think that if there are any injuries at wide receiver, you'll see a lot of 12 personnel. And so the tight ends are going to be pretty important in this offense. Plus, also, you need guys that can block because, as we know, Aaron Rodgers loves to throw short precision passes that require guys to get yards after the catch. He threw 35% of his passes last year at or behind the line of scrimmage. So being able to put in multiple tight ends at once the two tight end sets and have them block for those short passes or in the run game is going to be important for the Jets. And those guys are all fairly seasoned blockers. Yeah, that's one thing that I like about this group is that a lot of those guys can do, you know, at least an average job of of, of being effective in the blocking game because so many tight ends you see today just can't manage to get out of their own way in that aspect. But Kenny Yaboa, I think I mentioned this a while back that I, I kind of assumed Zach Koontz would make it because I, I always err on the side of GMs keeping their draft picks. Um, and someone said to me, what about Kenny Yaboa? And I just kind of thought to myself, you know, Zach Koontz obviously has some ridiculously impressive measurables. But Kenny Yaboa is a guy who's been around around for a couple of years now and and I don't know I thought am I dismissing him too easily and obviously I was and I'm glad I'm glad the guy stuck because I've I've liked Yaboa um since you know since his time in college and he he clearly has his game has gotten better he has improved and I think Kuntz is a guy who maybe a team will snap up uh I'm not as confident about some of these other guys making it through waivers um or I'm not as confident about Koontz making it through waivers as I am some of these other guys, but he, let's give him credit too. He, I thought he was a much better blocker than advertised in the preseason, which was another reason I thought he would make the roster, but uh, you know, crazy athletic guy who's going to, you know, some teams are going to look at, but I love the fact that Rucker, you know, showed what he showed and, and Rucker's one of those guys, you know, kind of up there with Tony Adams, these young players who we've not seen a lot of at the pro level, but the jets clearly liked so much, Early on, from what they saw early in camp, they just decided, you know what, these are primary guys and they're not going to see the field in the preseason minus a handful of snaps at some point. Tony Adams was a guy, if you remember last year, he shocked everybody by making the active roster. Nobody saw that coming. And Robert Salas said they couldn't let him go because he just couldn't deal with the possibility that somebody else might claim him. And even though they thought maybe he would clear waivers, they just felt like they couldn't take that chance. I don't know that they feel that way about Kenny Yaboa, but clearly they decided that he was not only better, but probably less likely to make it through waivers than Zach Kuntz at this point. On the offensive line, no big surprises here. Dwayne Brown, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Elijah Vera Tucker, Mackay Becton, Joe Tipman, Wes Schweitzer, Max Mitchell, Billy Turner, and Carter Warren. Tristan Cologne released. There was some talk that somebody might flip the Jets a late-round pick for Cologne. But in the end, I guess they weren't able to get anything done. Carter Warren appears to be headed for short-term IR. So that's what people are talking about when they mention roster gymnastics. That might be what opens up a roster space for somebody like Nick Bauden. So Glenn, offensive line, pretty much exactly what we expected. Yeah, not, not, a, not a lot of surprises there. Um, Carter Warren, as you said, he's a guy who is a, a lot of people are projecting to go to short-term IR because, of course, these guys, 
even if they're planning to put them on short-term IR, they have to be on that initial 53 to be eligible. Otherwise, they'd be out for the season. Um, so the Jets are trying to avoid that. But a good group all around. You were kind of hoping, you know, once once Rich Semini reported that there were teams calling about Cologne, you thought, oh, maybe the Jets can grab a day three pick here because, let's face it, they don't have a ton of picks next year. So it was a shame that didn't transpire. But as I've said a, a few times now, this group has a, has as much talent um, as they have, they have just as many question marks. So if they stay healthy, they'll be a dominant group. But is that something they're going to be able to pull off? But as far as the 53, not a lot of surprises there. On the defensive line, Quentin Williams, John Franklin Myers, Carl Lawson, Al Woods, Jermaine Johnson, Quentin Jefferson, Will McDonald, Bryce Huff, Solomon Thomas, Michael Clemens. The only notable name that didn't make it here is Tanzel Smart. It's just that the Jets didn't have a spot for him. It's kind of like Bam Knight talented enough to make a roster but just not this roster he will probably end up somewhere else and if not I'm sure the Jets will try to bring him back on the practice squad the big surprise here is Carl Lawson he returned to practice everybody thought he was probably headed for short-term IR but he isn't he's going to be ready for the season by all accounts so the Jets are really stacked here on the defensive line you look at these names and this could be one of the top defensive line units in the NFL this year it's a shame for Tanzel Smart that he just happened to be running with a team that has this much talent on that unit but sometimes that's just how it works out as I said I'm sure he'll catch on somewhere else or the Jets will bring back on the practice squad but either way the Jets are looking to be very strong at that spot in 2023 yeah Smart's a guy who I've liked the last couple years but it just felt like he was a guy who wasn't it, it, as you said. There's just too much talent. There's too much talent there. I really thought um, undrafted free agent Deslin Alexander. I thought he had a really good camp. I thought he had a really good. He, he had some really good moments in the preseason. And I looked at him and thought this guy, even a year ago, two years ago for sure, probably makes this roster. But there's just too much talent there now. Uh, maybe he lands a practice squad spot. But this, it, this is as as much as. We talk about Aaron Rodgers, and of course, you know, that's to be expected. I think this D-line is equally important. I think they're the guys who are going to drive this thing, and I think that, you know, a lot's going to be asked of them because as much as we like the corners, there are some questions about, you know, the safety play, whether it's having an unproven guy like Tony Adams, having a guy like Adrian Amos who's coming off not what, you know, what wasn't exactly his best season, and then the linebackers. Like that to me, the linebackers' ability to cover to cover and and you know to cover on defense is my number one concern. Um, you know there aren't many concerns with this team, not for me anyway. But if I had to pick one thing that I'm concerned about, it's you know our team's going to pick them apart underneath, and uh, that defensive line not giving quarterbacks time to 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 find the guys they're looking for when they drop back. That's going to be their job, and I think they're going to be as good at it as anybody in the league. At linebacker, C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams, Jamie and Sherwood, Zaire Barnes, and Chaz Surratt. Surratt, mildly surprising, but we know that Robert Sala really liked him. He's a guy that started out as a college quarterback and wound up at linebacker, really showed improvement. We saw that he had that interception in the preseason game, was banged up for a bit, but winds up making the active roster here. As I said, Surratt, mildly surprising, but certainly the other four guys, not surprising at all. The linebacking core, definitely one of the weaker units on the Jets' defense, but they're hoping that what they have will be enough in conjunction with that very impressive defensive line to get them through most games. 
Yeah, Sarat's a guy, um, I don't know if if we want to say write it into existence or speak it into existence, but I, I had him on my 53, but I think, I think I said on the article that I did that I understood that of everybody who, who was making the 53 that I projected, he was the longest of long shots, but I just, I love what he brings. I love what he brings athletically. And you see that when you look at him playing quarterback for UNC like they used him on a lot of runs and you can just see the way he moves and then when he transitioned a linebacker you see the way he moved at that position and the way he just jumped right in I mean that that that's a big switch you know he goes from quarterback to linebacker and he, he averages 100 tackles a season and so he's a guy that I've liked since college I really thought you know I, I named him a couple months ago I think I said you know he wasn't being talked about as a guy who might make it. Once you saw the Hard Knocks episode, I thought he's. Th- I can't see them letting him go after hearing Salah talk about him that way. But now we get to see some of these guys. Jamie and Sherwood is going to have an expanded role. Zaire Barnes. There are some questions about him. He led the Jets in missed tackles in the preseason with seven. Um, when he was targeted in pass coverage, he allowed 15 completions on 15 attempts. So there are some questions here at linebacker. There's some talent. There's some athleticism. Sherwood, of course, the, the converted safety. So there's some athletic guys here, but uh, it's a matter of are they going to be able to make it make it translate on game day? At cornerback, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Michael Carter II, Bryce Hall, and Justin Hardy make the squad. Hardy, of course, is the special teams ace, so that's really his value here. Nothing surprising about Gardner, DJ Reed, and Michael Carter. Remember, I did not say the name Brandon Eccles, and the reason is because he is headed for the suspended list for week one. I suspect that Bryce Hall is a placeholder here, either for a veteran that the Jets are going to grab or somebody else that they like that hits the waiver wire, or for when Jark Bernard Converse, the Jets' day three pick from this past draft, who is currently injured when he comes off the injured list, maybe he takes Bryce Hall's spot. I don't think Bryce Hall will be here for the long haul, but for now, he is on this list. And Glenn, I know that there have been people as far as Converse goes that have wondered whether he would play safety or corner. I don't think it matters, and we'll get into the safeties in a minute, but if the Jets were to get rid of a defensive back for Converse, I think that defensive back would probably be Hall, and then Converse could be that hybrid who could play safety or corner. Yeah, and that's that's something that I, I discussed recently was, and it may have been with you, Scott, talking about Converse and what his true role will be because we're seeing some people refer to him as a corner. The Jets list him as a safety, but I think they just like the idea of having that versatile piece in the secondary who might be able to do a little bit of everything. Um, the Bryce Hall thing, even though it is for one week, did surprise me because he was he just had I, he's a guy that I feel like has really regressed. You know, he played a lot as a rookie, and he wasn't great, but he didn't look as bad as he has. You know even just this year in camp. So him hanging around for a week, like it's just a week, so it's not the end of the world, but still a little bit surprising. Expect him to go after that. And obviously a very talented trio, you know, one of the most talented cornerback trios in the NFL. I I don't know how many teams can match up one through three between Gardner, Reed, and Michael Carter. At safety, Jordan Whitehead, Tony Adams, Adrian Amos, and Ashton Davis. The question was, would it be Trey Dean or Ashton Davis for that last safety spot? A lot of us were pushing for Trey Dean. It winds up being Davis. I'm sure the Jets would like to bring Trey Dean back on the practice squad. I don't know if he makes it through waivers, but if he does... 
then you will see him back here in some capacity. The question with Davis has always been whether his technique would ever catch up to his athleticism. Davis is an exceptional athlete, a fantastic track guy, incredible speed, and somebody who has flashed. The problem is he just hasn't been able to put it all together. He had a couple of nice preseason games, so maybe the Jets think that he's finally on the verge of breaking out, and that's why they decided to keep him. Remember, though, he's due almost $3 million, whereas Trey Dean would have cost next to nothing as an undrafted free agent. So that's who the Jets keep here. Whitehead, Amos, Davis are your veterans. Tony Adams, the second-year guy, and it looks like as of right now, you're probably looking at Whitehead and Adams as your starters. Amos and Davis as your backups. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of the interesting uh, questions. I was, you know, I was doing my article on the fifty-three once it completed, and uh, and wondering to myself, is it going to be Amos or Adams? Because you know, Amos obviously the, the the veteran with tons of experience, but but it may be a moot point because the Jets, you know, if, if they go with as many three safety looks as some people are expecting, then they're all going to see a ton of reps. But Adams, you know, you you love seeing the young kids come on strong and and find their way onto a roster. And Whitehead, you just hope he cleans things up. He had a ton of missed tackles last year, which was a big part of this team struggling against the run. So if uh, if Whitehead can clean that up and Amos and Adams do well, and I, Ashton Davis. I think I said it after his uh, performance two weeks ago that I thought that may have been one of his best games ever, preseason or not. Um, and then he followed that up with another nice game against the Giants. So I really think those last two weeks may have saved him that that his roster spot because I felt like Trey Dean, you know, from from beginning to end, had been doing a a better job in camp. And I really hope he's a guy that we see back with the team. And finally, special teams. Greg Zerline, the kicker, makes it, as does long snapper Thomas Hennessy. One name you might be scratching your head at not hearing is Thomas Morstead, the punter. He even tweeted out, relax, I'll be back. It appears that it is roster gymnastics, why he is not on the initial 53-man. He and Nick Bauden will be brought back. How they massage the roster and make that happen remains to be seen. But as of now, it's Hennessey and Zerline. Morstead is soon to follow. Yeah, I think a few people lost their minds when they saw the Morstead thing. But this is just a situation where the team is probably, you know, as we said, if they want to place guys on pop or if they want to place guys on short-term IR, they've got to have them on the roster at the roster deadline. They've now done that in order to do it. They had to probably say to guys like Bauden and Hennessy, look, we're going to bring you back, but you know, just go home, sit tight once the deadline passes and we can do the other, you know, administrative stuff to, to make everything legit. Then we'll bring you guys back. And, uh, Morstead, obviously a guy who's a hundred percent coming back and, uh, and Bauden will see, I think Bauden's uh, an interesting question. Glenn Naughton, editor, JetNation.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the initial 53-man roster that the Jets released. Really appreciate it. Obviously, over the next couple of days, we're going to see some alterations to that roster. But for now, those are the initial 53 players that are on it. Check out Glenn's work over at JetNation.com and follow him on Twitter at JNRadio underscore Glenn. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some awesome All-22 breakdowns up on our channel, YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, TeePublic. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes, if you haven't done that already. 
Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.